All right. Hey, guys. How's it going? Welcome to another episode of Hot Takes. Today, we're talking with... Robert Anderson. And I'm Bernadette Gorman. I am going to be hosting Hot Takes now as well, alongside these other dudes. Yes, Bernadette, you're the, the third hot taker now. Yes. We have we have now welcomed you to the cloth. You've been knighted by us. <clears throat> so How fancy. Yeah, so now you'll be taking over some hosting duties, um, as well as maybe getting your own thing that we'll talk about later. Yes, we will. Yes. All right, but... well, today we're going to be talking mm. about the Beguiled. Yes. Which actually, by this point, we saw, you know, over an hour ago. Yeah, it's been but... a while. It took a while to get home from the gallery mall. Yes, it mm. did. Um, but The Beguiled, Sofia Coppola's most recent work, which she won Best Director at Cannes Film Festival for this film. Really? She did. Huh. And I have to say, I'm a little underwhelmed by the film coming mm. out of it. Um, this film takes place in Civil War time. It is three years into the war. It is a group of women living in a schoolhouse of various ages, a school marm, an instructor, yeah. and young girls. And they find a wounded Union soldier, mm-hmm. and they are in the South, and he is right. the enemy. And they have to debate on whether to turn him in or care for him. And we'll get into all or, of this. Uh, or bang him, I guess. Or bang him. Yeah, I don't know. But I do kind of feel like we saw the majority of this film in the trailer. It's kind of all out there. That's it. Yeah, and honestly, the trailer is, like, a little bit more tense than the movie, because I feel like the movie never... I mean, I guess, like, my general, like, kind of, like, hot take impressions of the thing, I also agree with you. I felt a little underwhelmed. Um, It didn't help that we were in a theater with a very loud snoring couple. I mean a snoring couple. It was not just, like, a one snoring person. They both were falling asleep in and out of the movie. And yelling at each other for doing so. Yeah, it's like, stop falling asleep. And then, like, you're falling asleep, too. And, like, then there's, like... Stop we, making these noises. We had, like, a really whack kind of crowd at, at the 220 showing of Beguiled. It was. It seemed like a bit of an older crowd, and they also seemed... There were some younger to, people, though. Yeah. When we were... I almost think people didn't know what this movie was about. They were you see the younger... Yeah, well, there's that one part they all laughed at. Anyway. But you remember when, like, it was kind of clearing out? There's a lot of, like... People like our age or younger okay. in there. But we were sitting next to the old gotcha. sleeping couple. I just painted the entire crowd as, just as that crowd <laughs> You'd imagine. next to us. Yeah. Well, we didn't talk bizarre. about how this is a remake of a movie, right? No, we have not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't see the original, have you? Neither have I. I would like to. Um, it's got Clint Eastwood in it. Oh. And he plays the wounded soldier. Mm-hmm. And it's told more from his perspective. Whereas this take is told more from the ladies. the ladies' perspective. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't know. I definitely am going to watch the original now. Yeah, I'm more fascinated with like the two movies as a whole. I think, and like the story of like how one became the other mm-hmm. than I am in like this particular <laughs> movie. Yeah, I just wasn't. I'll, I'll be honest. Like, you know, I'm just not super hot on it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I came in thinking that the characters would become more fleshed out than what I already knew of them. And they weren't. And maybe that was also a product of the time and of the subject matter, that people were very closed-lipped. People didn't like to talk about things outside of their place. Like, the women were very much being taught etiquette and how to interact in this world. Yeah. But I felt that the instructor, the the school marm, was Mm -hmm. kind of doing a disservice to these girls. She's 
told the Union soldier that she was going to teach them how to interact in this world because it's changing. Mm. But it seemed like she was also kind of keeping them the same at the same time. Yeah, I mean, she was... Yeah, I guess, like, you know, she's preparing these like, young girls for, like, the real world, but then the real world kind of comes knocking at their door or, like, mm-hmm. gets thrown in there and she kind of realizes, like, oh, I haven't prepared you guys for anything. Right. You know? I'm not even prepared myself. Yeah. I mean, watching the movie, I'm trying to, like, kind of pick at, like, the deeper nuggets in there. I mean, obviously, we have a lot of, like, gender politics going on and also, like, you know, mm-hmm. femininity, things like that, uh, sexual desires being, uh, like, repressed, maybe. But I'm not really sure. There's a lot of things going on that I, I'm not really... Maybe you maybe you can illuminate more on some of those subjects. So I'm oh. not really sure exactly where the movie's going with a lot of those things. Right, you know? right. Well... The oldest woman, played by Nicole Kidman. Yes. All of the acting, I think, was done very well. Um, yeah, I, I think, think so. from what it was on the Trying page. Trying to do, yeah. Like, I think it was well acted. Um, Nicole Kidman plays the leader of these girls, and she had a husband, or she had someone, and they have died in the war. Yes. That is alluded to. Mm-hmm. And then you have Kirsten Dunst, um, who's a teacher at the school. Right. She hasn't had anyone, and it... Seems like it, yeah. Seems like it. But she also seemed very... I don't know. She wasn't manipulative, but... She was manipulated. Yes. I I don't know. I felt like every character might have had more going on that we didn't really see, or I'm hoping. I don't want to give depth to these characters that might not have had the depth that I wanted them to, though. I don't want to put it on them, you know? I mean, it's weird, because it's like, there's an ensemble cast of, like, girls at various ages, but Nicole Kidman and Kirsten Dunn seem to be our, like, two main, like, character, like, female leads. Right, right. Colin Farrell being the male lead. But, like, I, yeah, I just, I feel like I didn't really get where any of the characters are really kind of coming from. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, because like the dialogue's like really like there are times where like maybe because you know Colin Farrell isn't the lobster, but I almost feel like some of the dialogue's like really like like stunted and weird, and I'm like, is it because they're talking like you know proper old timey kind of like you know please and thank you constantly things like that, mm-hmm. thank you madame or it, like I I just I just don't know I, I just it's not hot in this movie right yeah the Elle Fanning character she is the oldest of the students. Her intentions with the corporal yeah. made the most sense to me mm-hmm. as a woman. She's, you know, older than the rest of the girls around her. Right. Hungry for companionship and probably just to be touched. Mm-hmm. And her position in the film made the most sense to me. I couldn't quite make sense of Nicole Kidman or Kirsten Dunst, I suppose. Well, I guess Kirsten Dunst, I, I feel like it's similar mm-hmm. but she's like older so maybe like some of that like hunger and like true wanting to like because her she's when when uh colin farrell asks her in the film she, he's like what's the one thing if you could have like right now what would it be and she was like just to get really far away from here mm-hmm. so maybe she sees him as like a vessel to like take her far away or like romance is that um I just feel, you know, in these stories, like, normally you would see these girls, like, maybe getting, like, raised on, like, prince-princess narratives. It doesn't seem to be at play in this movie at all. Right. But I think Nicole Kidman, like, you know, she's kind of just, like, mama bear. Just trying to, like, protect everyone and do the best that she can. Um, Yeah, yeah. the... 
um, Edwina is Edwina. Kirsten Dunn's name. I do understand that I think towards the end she was like, well, I have to get out and he's my only ticket. I'm, and he's falling away from me because he's going to be leaving yeah. within the next day. So you think I think it was maybe to. that or like if I, maybe doing like sleeping with him will like ensnare a, him, appease him, Ooh, yes. like kind of quell the violence. Because we're kind of like, we're like jumping ahead a little bit towards like the end of the movie, but mm-hmm. like, you know. So, I mean, the inciting incident of the film is Colin Farrell, is, he's injured. His leg got all, all gunked up in the violence of the war. <laughs> gunked. And, uh, they, you know, <laughs> so the littlest girl take, takes him in and they, uh, Nicole Kidman mends his leg up. So he's like, kind of like, has a limp, but he's getting better. And then, um, sexual tension arises in the film between... I guess three of the elder ladies in the house, and you think Kirsten Dunst is gonna get get that smooch? <laughs> you think she's gonna get the smooch? But then towards like there's a weird, you know, there's a there's like this weird scene where, you know, everyone's having their first glass of bourbon apparently that they've ever had. So like and they're all getting like all close and smoochy. Like that's the I think that scene's really weird. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the scene where like he's. Gonna set off, but then he gets pushed down the stairs, mm-hmm. and like that's gonna slow fucking amputated. <laughs> but I thought that like party scene was really. I was like, I just wasn't really sure. I just didn't get what was like going. Like I know that I didn't understand like literally what was going on, but I just like. I guess I just don't understand like the progression of the movie and like what's like really going on. Like, like what is the what is the flick trying to say? You know. Right. Well. Obviously, this man was thrown into this den of women, yeah. and it opened up something in all of them, which is said in the film multiple times, like, yeah. oh, let's reflect on why he is here, and what we can learn from him, and how mm. we are responding to him. Yeah. And even, it was kind of sad to see, yeah, even the youngest girls were vying for his attention, which, romantically, or in a fatherly way, who knows? Um, um, maybe. Because, you know, all of these girls are missing fathers and yeah. brothers and but I feel like the but... film's positioning it in like a sexual way yeah definitely you know mm-hmm. um, but yeah I think just the probably I guess if the film was trying to say anything is you can't suppress something that's unsuppressible that you can't suppress these human urges no matter how refined or dignified yeah um, you are or are training to be um, kind of like, well, harkening back to Wonder Woman, you know, there's a scene in that film. And I haven't they seen say, Wonder Woman. Oh, you have not? No, but okay. if it's not too spoilery, I will, no, I will entertain it. It's not yes. too spoilery. They're talking about the lives of people outside of war, outside mm-hmm. of wartime. It's like, oh yeah, like, what do you do when there's no war? Oh, oh Well, yeah. you fall in love and you get married and you have children. and So this is another war movie. Where it's kind of like, well, how do these people interact outside of war? And essentially, it's sad to say, you know, I think their lives would have less meaning almost existing outside of wartime. Yeah. Because these people are trying to act as if, like, they're outside of the war. But then all of their actions are directly reflected by how they react to the war time going around them. So... I mean, I almost feel like there's, like, a... When I was watching the flick, I was always... I was kind of imagining it as, like, there's, like, another war happening in the house. Because mm-hmm. you have, like, you know... 
it's it's because uh, the house is in the south, so they're part of the uh, the con- the Confederates. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's a Union soldier, so it's like weird that they have like a Union insurgents in the home, but it's also like a male insurgents in house women. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of thinking about it, like maybe that way, and maybe it's like you know like like poisoning the pot perhaps, and like introducing this like element and something otherwise pure like kind of like spoils everything because like him being there uh kind of turns everyone to be not everyone but like you know him like uh, having a, a man in that house changes everything like everyone starts acting different everyone starts like being different whereas like a woman was in that house there's a woman soldier i mean there wouldn't have been a female soldier in the civil war but if like you know if another like like a wounded nurse or, or something. something like that, you yeah. know, they like brought her in and tried to like take care of her or like do that. It wouldn't be the same as having like it, it's a statement that a man is in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wish we just I wish we saw the first movie because I'm curious to see like what the perspective oh, of yeah. like Clint Eastwood's character would have been in Definitely. the original. You know, yeah, I do like. I will say the symbolism of showing the house and a lot of the time you see it through the gate. Yeah. That is on the outskirts of the premises. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was very cool, yeah, to show, like, these women being caged. Yeah. And then they had a lot of shots. Pretty much, like, every time someone entered a room or exited a room, the door was closed. None of these doors were ever open in this mm-hmm. house unless it was from passage from a hallway into a room. Right. Or vice versa. And, yeah, I think a lot of things were very confined. As you said, like, this war was thrown into the house because these women just tried to stay preserved as much as possible and they couldn't well they're trying Um, to like you know ignore the war pretty much you know it's like well we're gonna keep on teaching you girls how to do stuff Mm -hmm. no matter what's happening out there we're just gonna keep on doing this Mm -hmm. I almost kind of wish that we wouldn't have had that scene where they're taking a French lesson and you see Elle Fanning's character already listless like she already you can already tell that she is not into this, and she yeah. wishes she was not here. Mm-hmm. If we wouldn't have had that scene, it would be kind of very cool to think of it as like almost like a form of heaven, yeah, and have like this like demon almost like enter into their reign, into their mist, because it's very idyllic. Like I mean, everyone seems Chris... to really enjoy being there before yeah. he gets there, except for that Elf Fanning character. I mean, it would make sense because there's a bunch of like you know they reference the fact that they're Christians like nonstop. I mean, there's a mm-hmm. lot of like you know. The, the movie is, like, constantly having these characters be in boxes, you know, be in the box of being, like, a proper lady, or, a, you know, you're part of the South, and you're getting these things that kind of challenge you outside of your boxes. You're a good Christian lady, so it's, like, sexual temptation, or, you know, we're letting a, a union person in the home, so then maybe are you a traitor for doing that? Um... Yeah, I kind of, I kind of wish they leaned more into that's like a really good point of like maybe making him more of a demon. I, I think, I kind of wish the the movie leaned harder into like maybe making Colin Farrell like more of a bad dude. Oh, but I then like he was bad. But I guess uh, I kind of like his like character development into like you know he might have been a bad guy the whole time. But the minute they take away his leg, then he's like, I'm gonna fuck anymore. <laughs> like, I'm just pissed off. Right. You know, like, he wasn't that great of a, he wasn't an upstanding dude to begin with, because, like, you know, he 
three. I don't. It's weird. It's weird because like you know those like three women all like you can tell are interested in him, and then he goes to like the youngest ones room. So you know there's like stuff going on, mm-hmm. but it's a different time, Bernadette. I don't know. It is. It's, it's a, a different, different time. time. Um, I thought. I was kind of not. I was never really on his side because I kind of guess I knew what was to come. Yeah. But I was pretty okay with his character for the most part until he told Amy, the youngest, the one who rescued, rescued him, him. Yeah. said, "You're my favorite." And I'm like, God, he's just manipulating everyone. Yeah. And that's where you started to see like that's he's where you see the very cracks. seedy. Yeah. Yeah. He can't just be accepting or humble that these women are taking care of him. He knows that he can get something. Yeah. Yeah. There's not, yeah, I guess, like, you know, I guess I kind of went into this movie expecting more, um, like, to, to, like, to one point, I really do like how kind of, like, muted and, like, kind of under the surface, like, some of, like, you know, these themes are, yeah, Mm -hmm. but I do kind of wish, like, you know, again, like, you know, making, maybe making him more of an overtly bad character, um, but then I also, like, I do really like the reveal of, like, it's, it's his own, like, hubris of, like, trying to, like, sleep with, like, basically... I, I had a feeling Homeboy was going to go to each one of those rooms throughout the night. That's, like, what I first saw happening. Definitely. He's going to be like, all right, I'm done with you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. <laughs> um, and just be just the worst piece of shit. Yeah. Um, well, seeing that scene already in the trailer, I guess I had assumed that hopefully something would have happened between Edwina and the corporal yeah. before that scene took place. To have more of a heartbreak, but everything seemed... I would like to see her just have more development in, in general. In general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think all, all of the women, I feel like, are... Like, they're kind of just, like, caricatures of these, like, you know... Prototypes. Southern hospitality tropes. Or, right. like, you know, women, proper ladies wearing, like, nice dresses. Mm-hmm. Like, they're all... And it's okay to be those, like, archetypes, but I don't think, like... Like, the only character that I think that has, like, a lot of, like, development is Colin Farrell, because at least you see him, you know, kind of be a nice guy and become a really shitty guy. Mm-hmm. Even if that nice guy's a facade, you know? You actually see him kind of have, like, an arc, or at least, like, a reveal. Whereas, like, everyone else, it's kind of like, you know... Like, Kirsten Dunn's character, I think, could really have used a lot more, like, fleshing out. Uh, Nicole Kidman's character is kind of like... I mean... I kind of just wish she had, like, a little more to do besides, like, just going to be, like, Mother Hen for everyone, too, mm-hmm. you know? I think they did a good job of showing how strong she was in her conviction at the beginning of the cool. film. Yeah. And then see that kind of fade away and her yeah. almost give in to temptation. Hey, they've given her the much... gun at the beginning of the movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, but I was, like, into that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of wish that she didn't, like, almost... Like, sleep with him. You yeah. Know? Like, she wasn't... But, I mean, I guess, like, it kind of is cool that she was... Even she would be tempted by, like, this presence of a man in the house. Right. And you do see a little bit of the turn with Edwina, too. And I'm surprised that... I mean, this is probably all off screen, if mm-hmm. so. But that they didn't come for her, too, after she went to sleep with him. Because it seemed like that was a move for Edwina and for Edwina alone. I don't know if she was doing it for them to save them, but he, she could have been. Yeah, well, I mean, like, it we, seemed yeah, very we, might, we talked about it her. a little bit up front, mm-hmm. but I feel like, yeah, mm-hmm. I think, I mean, it could either, you could analyze it either way. I mean, I guess, like, what's cool about the movie is that it's it's very open for interpretation. I think so. Which is which is good. Because mm-hmm. um, we have a lot of, like, we left it having a lot of questions, not a lot of, like, stuff I can narrow down, really. Right. That's true. 
I definitely think I'll give it another watch, but it definitely won't be a like Marie Antoinette for me. I'm not or... sitting through this movie again. Yeah. No, nah, it just didn't like. You know, it's like shot like from a technical standpoint. I think it's like shot really well. I'm very impressed of its like single setting. Yeah, that house is beautiful. I love how very like, claustrophobic. They use a good. It's a good setting. Beautiful setting to yeah. become intensely this like dark place. Dark, yeah. yeah. At the end. Um, but like you know, I, I'm not like gonna sit here and say that. I I think the movie was like more not for me than it was like bad or anything. I'm not gonna say the movie's bad. Right. But it definitely it just it just didn't jive with me like super hard. Especially because I was just like I just I kind of wish it was like a little bit more like kind of like punchy and like a little less subdued. Mm-hmm. But uh, I haven't seen uh, Sofia Coppola's like other films. Maybe like a lot of her movies are like that. I don't okay. really know. Um, her first big one was Virgin Suicides. Yeah. Um, and I felt like the color palettes were very similar okay. between those two films. Mm-hmm. And then she did Lost in Translation, and she's done Marie Antoinette. And she oh. did oh, the bling ring. I'm pretty sure she did that maybe too. And Are you generally like a fan of her? Films? Yes, yeah. I am. How does this stack up against like other movies in your opinion? Um, from costume design perspective, sure. it was exquisite. Um, I don't yeah. think any of her films are lacking in costume choice or mm-hmm. um, like the cinematography was beautiful. Yeah, um, definitely. The setting and that house is gorgeous yeah. and. They couldn't have picked a better area to shoot that film. And I do think... I think the writing could have made... Like, who am I to say? Like, the writing could have been better. But I do think it could have been a little bit more involved. Yeah. I mean, she's doing, like, an adaptation. So, like, you know, who knows how... I don't know how true it is to, like, the original original. or how true she's, like... Like, you know, like... Like, I'm almost curious, like, what if... And, again, I don't know because I haven't seen the original. But, like, what, what if, like, the movie is, like... Like dialogue wise, like like verbatim. That would be But the fact that they're showing just more of a perspective change that would be very is cool. really what changes it, you know. I'd be like that's actually pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um but it's hard to say for us right now. Right. That's true. Didn't do our homework for her though. I know. We're bad. Well, even going into it, when Heath was looking up the the running time of this film, he was like, Oh, it's like an hour and a half. I when we got out, and... I was like, What the fuck? This movie's short as hell. Yeah. Which I was happy with. <laughs> <I was laughs> you were just kind of done at that point. Well, when he was just like, he, you know, how many scenes do you gonna give him waving the gun with one leg yelling at everybody? <laughs> Say, I'm gonna shoot you. you. I'm gonna shoot I'm you. I'm gonna shoot you. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot you. But I'm not gonna do it now. I'm not gonna do it now. But I'm gonna drink more of this miscellaneous bottle of wine. <laughs> yes. It's like I don't know. Also, like, whatever. I'm not. not now I'm just being nitpicky. You got five of you ladies. Just push them down. Just, yeah. Just push them. I think that guy to the next. The, he also the side of us was like, just tackle him. Yeah. Like he has one leg. Yeah, he really got the movie. He got. He it. only he slept through half of it, but he was really. He woke up just being like, just push him down. <laughs> he whispered to his wife, like, "I'm never eating mushrooms again." <laughs> and I was like, "Come on, dude." They're having the time of their life. <laughs> they are. I want. I want to know. They're their in their story. second honeymoon phase <sighs> right now. <laughs> um, never eat mushroom again. Well, if I make them for you, you're gonna <laughs> eat them. Okay, <laughs> Jeffrey. Uh, Okay. Why don't you go back to sleep? <laughs> Snore Jesus. some more. I just want to do something nice on a Friday. <laughs> At two twenty. <laughs> I just want to see. I just wanted to see the Beguiled movie. Remember our first date when we saw Beguiled? <laughs> I love Clint Eastwood. <laughs> now I don't hate these people. I now they're very charming. Now they're okay. They're just cinephiles. They're very sleepy. Yeah, that's they're just true. very sleepy cinephiles. I only really had them on my second cup of coffee, so I'm a very <laughs> awake cinephile. Yes, of course. Mm. 
Um, but yeah, so going into it, knowing that it was like an hour and a half, and then seeing these conversations progress at the beginning of the film, and I'm like, yeah. wow, she is being very open with him. Like, Edwina's character. Yeah. Um, when she's been told, don't tell him anything. Yeah. And it's like the second time they're hanging around in like a room together alone. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I'm going to tell you my whole life story. And I was like, oh, yeah, this movie is an hour and a half, so they have to get to the Gotta, like, wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> <At some> point, <laughs> Gotta so, get through this all. I think that yeah. that probably doesn't speak well for the movie. I think the fact yeah. that I knew it was like a product of time instead of thinking, oh, it makes sense that they're having this conversation at this time. It didn't really make sense to me, other than mm. the fact that, like, all right, well, we gotta get it all in. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think the movie felt like it was like there's no like besides like kind of character development. I kind of wish the mo- that was in the movie. There's not really any other scenes. I'm like, man, this movie could have used one of these. <laughs> the movie could have used another one of these. Like, yeah, it felt like tight enough. Like, yeah, it was like one of those movies where I think it's supposed to be kind of like a slice of life for these characters. So it's like. They're not doing, like, you know, they, they are doing things like pumping water, or they are doing things like gardening, and it's like, they're showing that in detail, and like, I get flicks like that, but I I also do think that the writing was lacking, because I, I think that we're missing, because for me, like, seeing this movie, and it's like, okay, I get it, it's a different time, so the women in this film are going to act a certain way, mm-hmm. um, because they either have not engaged with men at all, besides like their fathers who have are, are at war, mm-hmm. or their past lovers, which is probably only one character in the film, and it's Nicole Kidman, um, and their brothers, and their brothers, mm-hmm. or things like that. But like maybe maybe we could have gotten scenes of them talking about men and like their perspectives on men, and like mm-hmm. maybe getting more overtly like maybe we do hear Kristen them to be like. I'm just fucking horny for some dudes or like her being like, I wish a prince would sweep me away or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so just so we can kind of understand her character more and then maybe have other like characters be like, I'm not into that at all or I'm into this, you know? Right. Or like, you know, their perspectives on men. There's a million different perspectives they could have had and I think that could have colored the movie a little bit more. Yeah, I think um, you get a small sense that maybe Mrs. Farnsworth, Miss Martha... I think her name is the Nicole Kidman. Yeah, I think it's Miss Martha. Um, you do kind of get the sense in a very small way that perhaps she is trying to teach these women, these young women, mm-hmm. that they can think and speak for themselves. Um, yeah, and she's trying to culture them in a way. Well, the fact that they're being men. the fact they're being educated, right? Is is like that's that's a time where that yeah exactly yeah. Um, but I feel that she is also the type of person who. If the girls would be having a conversation on men and just trying to explore how they feel about it, yeah. she would be one to say, no, we're not going to talk about that. That's not a proper conversation. True, but I feel like she, she probably would have the that. most interesting like, perspective because Definitely. she had like a past lover, you know? Definitely. I think, you know, I guess it's cool that it like raises those questions, but I think that it's good for a movie to raise these kind of questions, but I do think it's also good for sometimes a movie to be like, well, maybe let's like smooth some of these into the actual story. Right. You know? Because um, to me, all the just the women in the story just kind of feel like kind of one dimensional. Mm-hmm. Like I don't understand. Like I think all the performances are great, but I don't fully understand. Like like Nicole Kidman having like a moment of weakness when when Colin Farrell saying goodnight to her that makes a little bit more sense to me, right? But uh, Kirsten Dunst kind of like chase of him doesn't fully make sense to me. The, uh, what was the name of the younger girl who he actually ends up smooching? Oh, shoot. Or, what her character's name? Elle Fanning. Elle Fanning. 
But so, but she, but she, like, like her, her character arc makes sense as well. Like described in the beginning of her being like young and curious, and you know, Mm -hmm. sees a handsome man in the house is like. Uh Um, Also, I'm sure she is tired of being like the oldest student, but not quite mm. a woman. Being demeaned to like the level of the younger girls, and she feels so much older. Yeah, that's fair. Kind of desperate for the acceptance of the adults, but still to be treated as a child, I'm sure, does not feel very well. And we've all been put in that situation before. Oh, hell yeah. I've sat at the kids' table like last Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. So that situation is never fun. No. So I can understand why she's listless and wants to... Smooch. Yeah. Get, get, some, get some kisses in there. Get some guy in some bed. Mm-hmm. Once he has... When he still has both of his legs. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That sex scene when he has one leg is weird. Yeah, and he, he like, did not. He like give flops. A fuck. No, she was like, I'm way <laughs> more you into, no matter. I'm, I'm way more into this <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. That that scene was weird. Mm-hmm. Intense. It almost didn't seem logically possible for them to be having sex in the position that we saw them. He seems like, nah, like a little he... too high or a little too low. Well, he, like, he, like really flops, he like flops down like a seal, right? Yes. And it's like super aggressive, and then like no, I think he can get that mo- that gyrating that momentum with one with one knee. Yeah, I feel like Edwina also probably she helped knew out. her knew her way around. You think so? She, no, well, not, I, that not was her. That was her first. Okay, but just she from, read the anatomy book. Yes, <laughs> she read the anatomy book that used to cut his leg off. <laughs> she was like, "Yes, I'll go get that. That's in my bedroom." Yeah, I'll, yeah, I've been uh, using it. <laughs> I know exactly where it is. <laughs> Do you think, um, this is kind of a fun question, do you actually think that, like, did Nicole Kidman cut his leg off? Oh, out of spite? Well, did to stop the bleeding, or to, you know, because his leg looked pretty fucked up. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that, you know, she did not have the expertise to... Heal him. Yes. But did it need to go? Mm. I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think... Or do you think that's a question that the movie is just trying to have in there? Possibly. Yeah. Um, She seems to be a very calculated woman. Yes. I think... Smartest person in the room. Definitely. Yeah. Um, They did a poor job, but I mean, she was acting on her feet. That was like a very timely decision that she had to make. For sure. Although we do have that other scene in the film where she's sitting on the couch with the girls and they're like offering suggestions. She's like, shh, shh, I have to think. Yeah. I have to think. I'm thinking of a plan. I have to make a plan. So it's really funny. Sometimes it takes her like all day to think, and sometimes it takes her like ten seconds. I'm gonna cut this guy's leg. That off. leg has gotta go. <laughs> gotta get rid of that leg. Um, but it was like a very timely. Like obviously, she had to make a call one way or another. But I do think it was like a self-preservation move. Yeah. She thought, "I have to protect these women, these young ladies from this man." Yeah, but he and he ends up being more violent. dangerous. Yeah, he ends, yeah. and I don't think she saw that coming. No, for sure. Another weird thing, because mm-hmm. remember, so remember when she, he shoots the chandelier down, which is another weird scene, that's another like kind of weird scene in the movie, then he leaves, and she's like, I'm trying to think, trying to think, and everyone's throwing out their suggestions, it's like, well, if we do this, she's like, no, we're not going to do that, it's like, well, what, why don't we hang him? And she's like, we're not going to be barbaric, and then they're like, what if we poison him, <laughs> what if we poison him to death, where it's, he like, chokes and can't breathe, so it's like hanging him without the rope, she's like, that'll, yes. that'll do. <laughs> That'll, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't have to touch him? Okay, cool. Yeah, it's like, well, I just like don't know how to tie a noose, but if you know another way to choke him to death, by all means, pick those 
those deadly shrooms those only that shrooms. you knew about. <laughs> yes. That you, you're like, she's the mushroom sage. Mm. She's just. But then there's zero. Knowledge. But then there's zero tension in the last part of the movie because it's like. It's like, um, we know where the bomb is. Mm hmm. And we know the bomb's gonna go off, and then the bomb goes off. Uh-huh. And then Colin Farrell dies. <laughs> so it's like, there's no tension, because it's not like... It, that's exactly you right. You know what I mean? It's not like, you know, we don't know the mushrooms are poison. It's not like we don't know that he's, he's eating them. He's, he's like, this is great. And you're sitting there being like, alright. Yeah. I just mimes looking at my watch that I don't wear. <laughs> but I was like, alright, well, he's gonna die. Right. Maybe that's the problem with this film, is that you see the, the hand... That you're dealt the yeah. whole time. That's a good point. And there's never a reveal, really. You kind of see everything coming. There's no surprise. Yeah, there's just like never That's... really a moment of surprise. Mm-hmm. You kind of know everything is going to happen. You know, the most surprising moment was when he, was when he he rushed into the ledge, chooses who he's going to sleep with that one night. Mm-hmm. That but was kind of. It's a shame because this is in the trailer. Yeah, you, is that part in the trailer? You see, it's a good thing I didn't remember it. Yeah, then. you see Edwina's reaction. Yeah. To seeing him sleep with someone else, but. I didn't know if it was going to be the youngest or if it was going to be the Nicole Kidman character. The trailer makes so. it does seem like more of like a not like a horror movie, much more of a tense like. Right. I kind of wish like what I would have liked to see in the movie is like him actually be like trapped in the house, one leg, and he's just like, I need to go, and they're just like, No, you can't. Because if you go, then everyone's going to think we're a traitor because we've had you for this long. And we're good Christian girls, so we're not going to kill you. I'm sorry. And it's about him trying to get out of this house. Mm-hmm. Um, it becomes very tusky. Because it already yeah. kind of has tusk elements. And like, you know. In general. It, yeah. I just feel like that would have been a much better, like. And not to say the movie's about him escaping, but more about his, like, failed attempts. And more about, like, these women having to, like, stand by their, like, archetypal convictions mm-hmm. being like we're not gonna you know we're not gonna put him out of his misery and we're not gonna set him free so now we're like stuck in this like stalemate like that's kind of the movie that i thought i was gonna see mm-hmm. you know i think i would have been more into that yeah i think the biggest surprise in the film is well leading up to this edwina goes to sleep with him yes very aggressively and you are kind of wondering in that scene you're like is she doing this as a distraction? Because if she's keeping him occupied, then the other women can they could formulate escaped. something. Yeah, for sure. They could. Well, she gets to go pick her mushrooms because he is yeah. asleep. But I feel like the more the more that we talk men. about it, it's seems like she did it for her. Yeah, yeah, because that second scene or second scene, the scene following that, the dinner scene. Yes. Um, mm. I think the most surprising was that. They didn't let her eat the mushrooms as well. That they made sure she didn't. Yeah. Because she comes in, she's wearing the dress mm. with the with her clavicle all revealed. Yes. After being Very told revealing. that she was not to wear a gown like that, that it was an improper setting to wear a gown like that. Earlier mm. in the film, she's told you're showing too much skin. Ah. And then she's. Just got laid. Well, she's also yeah, she, she just she banged. So she's like, I'm and she's show like, off. I'm in a position of power. He's got all the power in this house. Clearly, um, we're together. We're together. Yeah, I can wear whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And then the girls still saved her, 
and were like, you don't like mushrooms. Oh, yeah, you're right. I don't. Yeah. I think that would have been a good twist if they're like, yeah, fuck that bitch. Yeah, <laughs> she like, can eat those mushrooms too. It's like, it's like, oh, I thought, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. I don't like mushrooms. <laughs> That, that would seems, have been a twist. That would have been but. a twist, but the thing, it's like another weird, like, red herring, almost, or like, fake, I don't know, like, it's like, she is going, like, she's, they're like, oh, you don't like it? She's like, yeah, I guess you're right. I'm like, why <laughs> even include, like, why? Him offering it to her? Yeah, because then, because at, at the end of the day, he does eat them and die. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. And, like, I thought what was going to happen is that they were, like, sleepy shrooms, um, not like kill, kill you shrooms, things. and I thought they're gonna like like sedate him and then just be like you're out of here. Yeah. Um. That's why I thought it was so weird. They're like, oh, we're just gonna kill him. Mm-hmm. When they talked about like in the same scene, they're like, we can't kill him. <laughs> what if we kill him this way? It's like ah, oh, well yeah, okay. You know, we'll steam up some shroomies and murder him. We'll cook him a delicious meal. That sounds better. A final send off. Yeah. Yeah, that was bizarre. He was also surprisingly trusting of them in that last scene, but well, probably how could you deny his favorite food? He right? loves he loves Amy's shrooms. Amy's shrooms. <laughs> he loves them. Because um, yeah, to go from a scene where like I don't trust any of you, and the next one to pull something on me, I'm gonna shoot. Yeah, and then but he's then like, he gets, "Oh, I just then had he sex. Gets ba- yeah, I just got banged." So <laughs> everything is. I'm great. an idiot now, as we've learned from all movies. Like um, once you bang, you are also dumb. Yeah. That's really funny, because like, that's like the signature horror trope. Mm. Like, the person who has sex yeah. dies. So, Edwina should have died. But she survived. But Yeah, I, um, I mean, the way she acts, like... I think the way that she's acting towards the end of the film is even more, like... She doesn't act, like, defeated or anything. If anything, she's just like, yeah, I keep sewing them up. So that almost, like... I, that's like, you know... The way she acts at the very end of the film... Maybe speaks to, like, the calculated plot of sleeping with him to buy them time. Maybe. Or maybe she's just like, well, well, he's dead now, so I guess that's over. Yeah. I'll go back to doing what I was doing before, and we're all gonna forget about this mess. hmm Yeah, very much. I did appreciate that final scene of the camera <coughs> panning out further and further behind the gate. Yeah. And you see these women just sitting on the porch. And really, that's probably the most fascinating story is, how are these women going to live in this house together after experiencing that experience? Yeah, what's like the post this mm-hmm. event? They like, all seemed very trapped by yeah. the entire situation. Mm-hmm. Just as they had been before, but in a very different way now. Yeah, I guess like that's you know a little bit of also the movie I would like to see. It's like, well, how do they, you know, interact with each other? Like, that's the thing. Like, they, you know, they, there's... They don't, like, betray each other or anything like that. They don't even really get that mad at each other when, like, someone is sleeping with him and someone's not. Like, it's... I almost wish there was, like, a big argument between all of them. They're right. like, well, you were going to bang him, too. It's like, no, I wasn't. Ah! You know? Like, ah. I did love that little nod where she's like, she's not harmed. Look at her. Does she look harmed? Yeah, she's like, come on. <laughs> she <laughs> wanted was, it. That was funny. Yeah, that was a good, mm-hmm. good little acknowledgement. Of what was going on. Oh, yeah. Everyone's favorite line in the movie theater. There's a big laugh in the theater <laughs> when um, they're discussing, like, what to do with him. And, like, the one girl, she's just like, he loves mushrooms. Pick the bad mushrooms. And every the theater erupts in laughter. <laughs> and I'm just like, no one knows, no one gets this movie. <laughs> I know I don't fully get the movie either. And I, you know, I'm going to talk about it on a podcast soon and figure it out. Mm-hmm. But they do not understand what this movie's about. I think, I mean, maybe in a sense it's about 
just what does it mean to be a proper woman? And it seems like a lot of these characters kind of get reset at the end of the film. Like, Elle Fanning's character, like, there was a discretion there, but we're just not going to talk about it. Because it's improper to talk about it. I mean, same with Kirsten Dunst's Yeah. We're just not going to acknowledge it. It's just something we can move past, get back to our studies. And even Nicole Kidman's character does say, you have your studies. That's enough for anyone. Yeah. Uh, anyone your age. Young You're going to be so age. busy with your studies. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's weird that they give Colin Farrell, like, more power once he loses his leg. And, like, I, I understand that, like, it's kind of, it's interesting and it's cool that, like, his kind of, like, male dominance is what they're, like, afraid of, mm-hmm. in a way. Or, like, his, like... Maybe not even that. The fact that it's gendered, or just like his like unbridled rage, um, is like what terrifies them. But I really think that when he loses his leg, it should be that he's trapped. Like I would, I would have liked to see him in a position of fear, not in a position of like martyrship or in a position where he's our hero now, but a position that's like you know. I kind of wanted to see that. Like I wanted this movie to kind of make me like uncomfortable. Right. You know, making it like a little squeamish, squeamish being like, ooh, he's a bad guy, but I don't know if I like seeing what's going on. This is weird. Like, um, I, I think this is a movie that would have benefited from no heroes. Right. Just from like, this is the time period we're in. It's very problematic. It's a very problematic time period for like women. It's a very problematic time period for a lot of things. And like, see how those like really engage with like the characters in the story. Right. Yeah, I wish they would have taken everything further. Just yeah, definitely pushed it, as you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely went into this film thinking like, I might get a little freaked out in this film. Like, I might get a yeah. little, little queasy, a little yeah. nervous, mm. and it just never happened. Nope. No, that trailer's good. I remember the, the trailer. Trailers. The trailers look really good, and you're thinking like, oh, there's gonna be some like dark shit going on, and it's just like such like a muted. Mm-hmm. movie where there's like a really there's like a, I think there's a lot of really, really great interesting stuff in it mm-hmm. but nothing's really capitalized on right you know you can kind of walk away taking a little bit of thinking are you truly <coughs> your true self your honest self mm-hmm. if you surround yourself with like-minded thought like perhaps yeah. these these women aren't actually full human beings because they surround themselves Mm-hmm. With people just like them, I mean, and they, they kind of instruct. They, yeah, they operate they like as a unit all the time, and then anytime right. someone fears off, they're either being like tempted or like it's like a cog in the machine falling out of place. Right, you know? we have to fix that. We yeah, have to, that get, has to back. get back into place. Exactly. So maybe it's trying to speak to that too. Like, how yeah. do you know your true self until you're faced with adversity or mm. something that you don't expect? But again, mm, yeah. That, if it was said at all, it was said in a very muted tone. I think men are poison. It's about men being <laughs> poison in the machine. Yes. That's my takeaway. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish that's what the movie was about. Yeah. Because I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> just get rid of all the dudes. Yeah. Put them on, on banging ranches where you just harvest their seed and just make the new, the new population. So like the opposite of The Handmaid's Tale. What's that movie about? Oh, Handmaid's Tale. Is it the opposite of what I said? (laughs) It's, um, I'm going to talk about it later on. But it's Mm. on Hulu right now. Oh, it's a TV show. It's a TV show. And it's an adaptation of a Margaret Atwood dystopian future 
Are the ladies on the farms? <laughs> well, the on ladies... the bank farms or are the men on the bank farms? The... Is there a bank farm? <laughs> There's <laughs> not a bank farm. Oh, okay. Um, it's set in a time where women have stopped being able to give birth. Only a select group of women can oh. give birth to a healthy child. Okay. And these so women these are rounded up and divvied up into households and they're handmaids and they're strictly used to procreate for wealthy couples who can't have children. Oh. It's very fuck good. That. Fuck that. It's very, like, yeah. anger-inducing. Yeah, but, but like, really good, good. In a good way. Is that Hulu original or just on... It's a Hulu original. Cool. Well, it's an adaptation from Margaret Atwood. But, yeah. But, yeah, so, like, the opposite. That's what you want. <laughs> the I bang want, farm. Yeah, well, I Dude's mean, like, bang farm. the thing is, like, if I just, like, didn't have to think of being on the bang farm, mm-hmm. you know, you give, me, you give me the soft sex robot I can use <laughs> and, a, and a chicken bacon ranch pizza every day... <laughs> You're good. I die at the rape age of 45. Call it <laughs> you know, once my seed's useless, then I'm I'm good. You get rid of me. Right. Um, so I think that's what this movie's about. <laughs> As a men's rights activist, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a beautiful film to watch. I think it's visually stunning. Yeah. Um, I, I really, I'm curious to like, you know, maybe, you know, you and I can watch the original and do like a yeah. return take and be like, oh, maybe we understand the movie more now or less. More or less. Maybe yeah. we can do an over drinkers uh, of the original. Um, yeah. The Beguiled. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm more curious about like it as an adaptation than I think. And I think, I think the film might be more curious about itself as an adaptation than it is as an original film. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard to say. And it's also based off a book as well. I think oh, I saw that really? in the credits, that it's based off I'm a not, book. I'm not reading that shit. <laughs> so, it's a book, another movie, and now this movie. I have a ton of books um, I need to read. Like, uh, it's on my shelf. Like all of them. I read, I mean, I read a lot of those. <laughs> I could read V for Vendetta again. Yeah. Or Seconds. A... You ever read Seconds? No, I've not. Brian O'Malley, the guy who wrote Scott Pilgrim? Yes. He wrote this book called Seconds. Just one? One series, yeah, it's one graphic novel. Cool. That's it, yeah, it's really good, though. Cool. I'll check that out. Mm. I know you also have Fun Home, and I need to borrow Fun that. Fun Home's right well. there, yes. Because, anyway, we, we digress. We digress. Uh, yeah, I wish we would have had more intense, like the scene in the barn when um, the corporal had taken one of the students to the barn, Amy, mm. and had her in there and Nicole Kidman's character comes to rescue her. That was very intense and then it was over in like three seconds. Yeah, I almost so. like the movie almost seems like afraid to really push I don't want to say push the boundaries because I don't want to see any weird shit mm-hmm. in it either. I don't want to say any things that are like make me too uncomfortable. Right. I don't even want to say that either. Make the movie that you want to make. But mm-hmm. I wish there was more more tension in the movie would have been super welcomed. You know, right. I'm not going to sit here and be like backseat writer director because that's not. I don't. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm just critical, but I mm-hmm. think that you know more tension in the movie would have been good. I right. think it's a problem where in the last part of the movie where you're going to kill off the character and end the film, it's like, well, yeah, yeah. So why that? That's the thing. It's like why even have the scene? Why even show it to us if we know what's going to happen? It doesn't matter, you know. Mm-hmm. I think Sofia Coppola does a really good job in her other films of taking interesting people mm-hmm. who have conversations just like we do in our everyday lives. Like slice of life. But yeah. you get to see them in a much more human 
way. Mm-hmm. Like, the characters in our other films, while they're doing extraordinary things, because, of course, it's a film and there's usually some purpose behind why you're seeing this segment of their life. Right. Um, but they're having very normal conversations, but they seem very personable, and you get, like, a very good idea of what that person is and what they stand for. I guess it's, like, a lot like this movie as well. Yeah, but it's not there. as much. It's, it's... Yeah, I mean, they're conver- it's, it's... I think like, what you just said is true to this film, but because mm-hmm. it's a period piece, a lot of those conversations are not super interesting. Mm-hmm. Or at least maybe I'm dumb and I couldn't dissect what's really going on behind those conversations. Behind them. Yeah. Well, Marie Antoinette is obviously a period piece. And you like and that one a lot, right? Yeah, but yeah. I think, too, that with Marie Antoinette, they took something in history and mm-hmm. made it very fresh and modern. Right. And they use modern... It's a modern soundtrack that's happening huh. in the film. It's like very, some like, J- Some Jay-Z. <laughs> And, Not uh, quite Jay Z, but West. okay. <laughs> um, so they take something that is old and give it this new feel, new spin. Yeah. And this one, she did not. Mm. And the Virgin Suicides as well takes place. Um, shoot, I want to say like in the seventies. Okay, so another period piece then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I think she has succeeded in those films, whereas yeah. in this one, it didn't come across as strong. But I don't know. Yeah, I can't. I can't see the movie really succeeding on its own. Um, which is why I kind of imagine it being more successful as a, uh, uh, as like, you know, people being like, oh, this is a movie remade. Do you remember the original Beguiled? You know, like, I don't right. know. But I mean, like, I, you know, her directing is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you said it won Best Directing at Cannes. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cannes you know, yeah. I've not been to Cannes, but uh, <laughs> I'm not even sure what the lineup is. But the directing in this movie mm-hmm. is good. I mean, it is. The performances are great. Mm-hmm. Everyone's doing what they're doing to the best of their ability. I just wish there was, like, more. Yeah. I definitely you do not hate that. this film. I definitely don't hate it. But yeah. I kind of, compared to my appreciation of her other works, I kind of nothing this film. I didn't feel a lot coming away from it. And, like, luckily we've been able to talk to talk about it as long as we have. Right. But, we, you know, we were grasping at straws in the beginning, being like, ah, right. what are we what are we trying to talk about right with this movie? And I think we owed it to ourselves to talk about it this long to really try to get to why we had some, yeah, I think we, we felt stuff. the way yeah. we do. Because um, yeah, on, yeah. honestly, if I wouldn't have, if we wouldn't have been doing a hot take of this, I, I probably would have, well, you wouldn't have seen it. You would have saw it later. I would have seen it. I would have saw it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, probably gone home and not thought, thought about, about it, it a lot. Yeah. yeah. Which is a shame. Yeah. I just think it could have done more. I mean, like, I think this idea of, like, a, you know, in 2017, remaking this movie about a a male soldier, like, being taken in by this, like, uh, school of women, that sounds like a cool pitch, Uh and this movie doesn't really, like, push it. Uh But, I mean, I I guess it's kind of cool that, I don't know if the, the movie's not really super concerned with, like feminism or empowerment it's more kind of concerned with like how would these women in this time period handle this situation but maybe that's not even i don't know it's a very muted feminism it's it is everything in the film is very muted muted. it's all very below the surface which Mm -hmm. you know i'm not a huge fan of right maybe it's a stylistic choice Mm -hmm. 
Um, do, you, do you know anything about like the critical reception of this movie? No. Well, I'm I'm assuming it's good. I think yeah. she's been getting some pretty decent praise for mm-hmm. it. I wish Sophia the best. Like I think oh, she yeah. does awesome work. But I would love to know her motivation of why. Yeah, why this movie? Why? Because yeah. she obviously chose choose to remake this? it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like why? And I hope it's more than just yeah the period and the costuming of the time and all that is so beautiful because she's she's drawn to that obviously she's drawn to that naturally i think you know i think it's one of those movies i'm more curious about like the behind the scenes than with the actual flick Mm -hmm. um so maybe like over time i mean you know that's the thing about hot takes yeah it's how we feel right after the movie immediately but then you know you go on the internet you learn some stuff maybe like Mm -hmm. the movie more maybe like it less Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about all about like the whitewashing from the original to this one, but I don't really, I can't. Well, I don't think we can speak to it because I haven't seen the original. Right, and that is like one of the hot button issues surrounding this film. Well, they did take they took the easy road out. Like, the and at the very, left. Yeah, at the very beginning <laughs> of the film, it's like the third line. Like, <laughs> like welcome to this uh, school. The slaves left. Um, By the way, we I know this is the South, and we are the Confederacy. This. There are no slaves here. Uh, here's a really <laughs> easy... They're gone. <laughs> I don't know. They disappeared. We're not going to see any of that here. It's like, <laughs> all right. He was like, great. Even better. Cool. <laughs> I can see that being like, you know, just a spitball. If there were slaves in the original movie, for them just to be like, there's none in this one. I'm like, that's actually not the better way to handle this. No, definitely not. Yeah. And if that's the way to focus more heavily on these other characters that I also feel like you're not doing a great job of focusing on. Maybe having these other characters who you just erased could have illuminated this more. group of women more. Right. I don't know. Right. But I mean, again, we can't really say because we haven't seen the True. original. True. All right. Well, do you have any closing thoughts, Murray? I think we covered did a good it. job. Yeah, I think we covered it for the most part. I know I'm going to go home and Heath is going to be like, yeah, that movie was whatever. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's probably going to have he a similar... feels the same way. Yeah. Even on, the, even on the way there, a little backstory. We were running a little late and Heath mm-hmm. is like, we're probably going to miss like the first 10 minutes of the film, which is like a 30th of the film in the first place. <laughs> and he was like, I don't know. Like He was like, I hate being late. I hate being late. But I know we're going... And I know we're doing it. And I'm like, I can tell you really don't want to go and see this movie. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I was not sure how much I wanted to see the movie either. But right. Then, but, like, you know, for right now, a bunch yes. of really great movies are coming out. I know. I just did Baby Driver. Super good. You got to jump on that. Super good. Of course. Um, of course. Okja. Spiderman. Um, Big Sick. Big Sick. Which, uh, I read a review that gave it a 10 out of 10, which I was like, holy shit. I I've heard that, that this is the new rom-com, like, that sets the bar for rom-coms. All rom-coms. Yeah, I mean, like, Kumail Nanjiani is... This is how to do one it. ...one of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, what's another one? Bad Batch. I really want to see Bad Batch. Super mm-hmm. bad. Yeah, a lot of good movies coming out. <laughs> yes, definitely. Beguiled, though, a lot of hype around it. Story screen has to cover it. Right. True. You have to be there on the scene. True. To what's going on. And I'm glad I saw it. I am glad yes. I saw it. I don't feel like it was a waste of my time. But... but Burn, there are other stories on other screens, and there's just not enough people to talk about it. What's What are you going to talk about with your own show? Are you talking about a small screen? A small screen. A smaller screen? I don't know. My screen's pretty big in my room. That's true. That's I don't know how true. big your TV is. That's, that's pretty It's sizable. the podcast where we talk about the size of TVs. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just like the Soapcast that we just had. Yeah, Soapcast will be good. Coming at you. So. <laughs> June 2018. So, Story Screen listeners, soon we are going to have a television podcast hosted by yours truly Burn called Cathode Raycast. 
Bernadette, what is a cathode ray? <laughs> there is a cathode ray tube within a television screen before the era of flat screen TVs. Mm. Normal old school televisions had mm. cathode ray tubes. The fat TVs. A cathode and an anode. That's what was back there. That's why it was so heavy. And it's all it had those, to go all, all those the way rays back. All, yeah. Projecting okay. all of those images cool. right onto the screen. So getting a little, <coughs> a little technical, a little, a little nerdy with it. but It sounds cool. When you first, uh, you know... Jack and I had a story screen podcast division. Yes. Um, all the new shows have to come through us. We have to decide whether they're good or bad. Obviously, Bird at Tackling TV, she watches the most TV, more than anyone I've ever mm-hmm. met. I don't know if that's true, but you watch a lot. I watch a lot. Yeah. I'm more... I don't watch as so much. I, watch, I should watch more TV. I don't know. But, uh... You do a better job of getting out to the cinema than I do, and It's the only... You... Story screen's the only reason it gets me out there. I'm yeah. usually so... Last year, compared to this, I mean, last year I was so bad about seeing movies. When we did our Oscar yeah. uh, podcast, I was like, I don't know. This year, <laughs> you'll when, know when we get to Oscars. You're gonna know. I'm coming in. You know, I even though, ironically, I did win the Oscars <laughs> <laughs> last year. Yeah. Now I'm gonna double win it, hardcore. Or I'm gonna, you know, I'll have too much emotions because I've seen all the movies that I will lose. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You might like split your vote. A exactly. Bit. Mm-hmm. I actually, you know what? I, I finally saw Zootopia. Oh, what'd you think? I loved it. Zootopia is really good. It was really fun, but I don't think it was anything fresh. Really? I think that they're kind of like... Kind um, of ahead? No, I think so. Yeah, I think like having like a like strong female cop is like really cool as your main character. Yeah. I I just love Jennifer Goodwin, so... But it also was like a really cool like, you know, a movie about like how you shouldn't other people... I don't know. There's a lot of really cool like cultural subtext that's very relevant right now that's in that movie for kids. Definitely. I was really, I was actually. I completely agree with you there. I, I enjoyed that movie a lot more than I thought it would. Good. Yes. It is a good. fun. It is a fun film. It's very good. Yeah, it's enjoyable. Um. Yeah. So you're gonna be doing. So, uh, Burn. What's like, the kind of, how are you tackling TV with cathode cathode raycast? Gotcha. Um. Well, as there's so many good television out there right now. Too much. And we are busy people, and mm. we all have conflicting schedules, mm. and. It's hard to get together um, initially, so to get the ball <coughs> rolling on the cathode ray cast, we're going to start talking about seasons. So per sp- episode, pretty much? Uh, yeah, we can get into that, like, in the yeah. in the actual cast, but I feel like, for instance, like, American Gods just finished, and yeah. you, you and I are very anxious to talk about it, and Jack we is We still well, be talking and, about it, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think um, to go back and dissect it per episode would be very difficult. Yeah. Um. To get them all out there. It would just take mm. us forever to finish that one, one season. season. Right. So in that case, I'd like to just get in there and just talk about the highs and the lows, what we thought, what we liked, yeah. what we didn't like. Um, but for things that are ongoing, that are very like hot on the press. Mm, your Twin um, Peaks. Like your Twin Peaks The Return. Um, um, once we get into... The future, like the next season of American Gods, we yeah, can do the Game, more. Of, the Game of Thrones, which I don't watch. But. Yeah, I think I might have to hand that off to someone else because I also don't watch. I'm I'm book. I'm on not too, in the I'm show. on too many of these shows anyway. Right. <laughs> Everyone knows, everyone's too used to my voice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll um try to do it a little bit more timely. Yeah. When we get that opportunity to do so, um, until then we'll be just coming at you with season long analysis mm-hmm. of. Of certain shows, and I'd love to do. Um, we're eventually going to be doing Cathode Ray Cast, a retrospective, and be tackling shows like Spaced, 
and Freaks and Geeks and kind of get back and do some older shows that aren't currently on TV anymore. Like uh, Rocco's Modern Life. I love Rocco's Modern Life. They're bringing it back. What? I think I heard that they're bringing back Invader Zim. I Rocco. heard about Invader Zim. Well, I think, is Invader Zim coming back as a show or a movie? Ooh, I don't know. Mm. I thought it was a show, but I could mm. be wrong. I could get down with the 2017... 2018. The f- a, a current Invader Zim, yeah. Yeah. Not Nickelodeon, though. Get that shit on Adult Swim. Get it Get it out of the kids' space. But to be honest, I thought it was doing Adult Swim work on Nickelodeon. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, yeah, you know it I mean? was... If Nickelodeon was going to put any, like, reins on it, then yeah, get it out yeah. of there. Did I love see, it weird. Did you see... Uh, new, did, were you a Samurai Jack fan or watch any Samurai Jack? I've heard I would really like it because I know Samurai you Jack. are into it. Yeah. <laughs> Samurai Jack is up your alley. Um, I'm sure. But the newest season, 13-year hiatus until the newest season, just uh, finished. The the newest and final season. Um, oh, they, they premiered they're done. It. They're done. Um, so they did a 10-episode run on Adult Swim that completes the series. Um, but it was on Adult cool. Swim instead of just being on, like, Cartoon Network proper. And, like, the, the little adult liberties they took were, like, really, really nice. So I think, you know, I'd like to see... If you're going to bring back these shows from the 90s... Yeah. Don't make them for the babies. Make them for the grown-up baby. Who's me? Yeah. That's my bitch. I would love to do that. Right? Plus, I need to expand, and I need to see it. Yeah, it's really good. You should also just watch the old ones, too, because they're really good. Yeah, definitely. Good. Yeah. I would like to. Cartoons are fun. Yeah. Well, I love that they knew when to say when. I mm-hmm. think that's cool. I'm into that. It was cool. I mean, like, you know, I think everyone was just like, well, if it does well enough, would they bring it back? And I'm like, I think they just want to, you know, Samurai Jack's one of those stories where it needed a, a cap, not right. a continuation. Right. They told a lot. They had four seasons of adventures. We want to know how it ends. Right. Let's get yeah. back to the past. Back to the past. Samurai Jack. That's how the theme song goes. Good. Yeah, I'm good. Um, speaking of things that know when to say when, I mm-hmm. we will be talking about Fargo coming up at some point. Oh. Um, but I do like that Noah Hawley knew when to call it quits, and he said, "You know, I don't have any other ideas for a future Fargo, so this is probably the last Fargo unless oh, wait, I get really? inspired." He's not doing like a a final final season. I don't think so. He was just like, this is it. I think so. Damn. I haven't watched any of... Well, so I tried to watch the first... Yeah, we can talk. We can bullshit, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I tried to watch... So I watched um, Fargo very late. I remember it was the first season of the show came out. I think I was a junior in college. So I was just like, I should probably watch the movie. If I'm even considering watching the show, right? Mm-hmm. Watch the movie. 12 hours later, watch the show. Like, literally can't watch it. Really? I'm just, I'm just not into it at all. You know why? Because the first season is the most similar to the film. It felt too much, but it felt like disingenuous. You didn't get the much. you didn't get the distance that you needed. Yeah. To appreciate it, yeah. It's like having too much pizza. Everyone loves pizza, but you need too much pizza sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just not into it. Even though I know, like you know, that's people have said that's like one of the best shows mm-hmm. out there right now. But mm-hmm. I just maybe now I can watch it. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I would um, love... Yeah, give yourself some time. Yeah. Um, they're all... There's one character, I will say, that is in all three seasons. Yeah. Same actor. Well, not same actor, but same character. But they kind of are standalone. They're standalone seasons. Yeah. So... That's cool, though. I, I mean, it's good that there's like a time. nugget for everyone to get in there with. Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, we are really, really just like freewheeling here. Yeah, that happens towards the, towards the end of the cast. I feel like if we still have listeners listening, they want to. They're just like they want hungry. They, they for want. Our the, they just want the like. You just talk about whatever you want. Yeah. 
Yeah, they uh, like listening to this. They like stuff. What yeah. was the other? Oh, Legion. We got. I oh like, yes, we got absolutely. Hands down, Legion. If that's my that's my vote in the in the Bernadette Catherine Grey cast hat. Definitely. Awesome Legion. I was just talking to someone recently, and I said if Twin Peaks: The Return was not on right now, yeah, I would say Legion was my favorite thing that I've seen in the past it's year. Really, it's been a really good year for TV. I yeah, mean, it's been um, phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, American Gods. Like, I was the most excited for. Mm-hmm. Um, because I read the book and I love the book. Agreed. Um, Preacher season two just came out. Wasn't a huge fan of Preacher season one. Love Preacher the book. I don't know, but I think American Gods is probably like my most excited property. But in terms of surprises, Legion, I was just like, this has no right to be as good as it is. No, no right. It's <laughs> Absolutely should, not. At all, it should honestly just be a bad show, but it's not <laughs> at all. It's amazing. One of the best things I've ever yeah. seen on television. And I watch a lot of television. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to tackle uh, Gotham also? Gotham season? Who cares? <sighs> um, I've heard that I need to give Gotham a second chance. No, I don't. tried Ew, watching no. that season, the first season, and I could not get into it. Yeah. Um, it was... The camp was too weird for me. I like campy things. Yeah. But this was not good camp. Mm. But people said it really, like found its footing later on. Well, I think because they introduced the Joker, and the thing Um, is, like... People are, like, got a boner for the Joker. Even even I... So, like, you know, I will never watch Gotham, but I see the trailers for, like, the Joker stuff, and I'm like, ooh, that actually looks kind of cool. But my whole thing is, like, listen, don't make a superhero show without the superhero that's in it. It's like, we got Baby Batman. It's like, guess what? No one liked Baby Muppets. No one like Baby Looney Tunes. Someone's out there who love that the stuff. The babies. The, <laughs> the babies. babies. And they make a baby show with Baby Batman and pitching it to Grown Up Robbie. I don't think so. <laughs> you don't want it. I don't think so. You know, I really wish there was a show that aired back, gosh, I was like in elementary school at this point. It was called mm-hmm. Birds of Prey. Oh. It is a Batman show. Oh. It was about, um, oh man. <clears throat> Gordon's daughter, I'm trying to think of her name, Barbara. Barbara I Gordon, say. yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Who becomes or- Oracle. Oracle. Yes. It's about her, it's about Batgirl, and it's about... Isn't Oracle... I thought Oracle is Batgirl. Is she? Okay. Yeah. I think she has passed the mantle Cause, to cause, the next. Because also, Killing Joke, Oracle is yes. put into a wheelchair after being talking about the Joker. Right. So I guess that would make sense to be like, now you're the new Batgirl, I'll be wheelchair librarian, mm-hmm. Oracle. I want to say there was a Batgirl... Oracle, and then I think also, which now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if it was like Teen Titans ish, but it, I think the other one was Raven. I think so. Oh, really? But first run of Teen Titans is this cool. Was a long before time they ago. do the Teen Titans Go shit, right? I liked Teen, Teen Titans before Teen, Teen Titans, Titans proper go. is good. I agree. It's a good show. Um, but anyway, I wish something like that show, Birds of Prey. Would have been made now because people would have been yeah. eating it up now. But it got canceled after one season back it's then. It's really hard and to I was like, do. Gosh darn it! Because I really liked that show. Well, you know, we're getting this weird insurgence of like uh, live action superhero TV, mm-hmm. and I in none of it does it for me. I'm not going to watch Flash, Supergirl, Green Arrow, Gotham, Agents of Shield. I hear is pretty good. I watch the stuff watch on it. Netflix, but I don't watch the stuff. I but watch even, like Jessica Jones, and just I watch supposed... the Daredevil. I watch, but Daredevil season. That I don't stuff. like Daredevil season two. Really, I think it's because Daredevil season one was just pretty good. Yeah, and but so I it even, just fell short. Even Daredevil season one, like they could have cut some episodes up. Those yeah. Netflix shows, they have a lot of uh, they have a lot of fat on them. They like do. You get trimmed off, you know. They do. They have to like reach an episode cap. Yeah, it's like, just like yo, just do eight. Just do yeah. a solid eight. 
you know, true detective style, just gave this little... Little, little nugget. And so, it was too much. Yeah. I can yeah. see where it comes from. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, well. You want to you round this up? Really? Yeah. Um, I guess the beguiled wasn't as beguiling as we hoped. No. I think. But, uh, you know, don't again, don't regret seeing it. It was, yeah. It was... It was a movie. Um, and, the know, movies I listed earlier, I'm way more excited to see. Uh, but we'll be covering those as well. Yeah, and I might eat my words later on when I once I sit and ponder on it. But I yeah. can't see it happening. Um, but yeah. we'll see how it goes. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. again, that's the thing about hot takes is we're coming off it hot. So our opinions could change as we discuss it more. Definitely. I kind yeah. of had hoped to maybe be yeah. swayed I think, into I think that we, more, we but... pulled some things discussion-wise. I was like... Yeah, I'm into this, I'm into this. But I think at the end of the day, I still kind of feel the same way that I left the theater. Fair. Fair. Well, thank you, listeners. You definitely did some hard work today. <laughs> Holding think... to the end of this yeah. podcast. Thank you for staying for the, the TV talk if we portion were the of the podcast. If we the type of podcast to get, hand out medals, you might get one. But we're not, so. No, we just give out cookies. We're just cool people to hang out with for, like, you know, an hour. An hour. An hour plus. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm Bernadette Gorman. I'll be coming out you with some more podcasts in the future. And yes. I've been joined today by... Robert Anderson. Bern, we're very happy to have you. I mean, you've been on the podcast before, but we're happy to right. have you in like a hosting chair as well. Thank you. It'll be a good addition to, to, the, to the main team. <laughs> and then for all the other people we have on, those guests are fun too. Yeah. Yeah. Just got to get people to commit. <laughs> That's it. Just talk to us. You like talking? Just talk to us. Email me uh, my email. Um... <laughs> Cool. Well, right. thank you so much for going out and seeing a movie that you wouldn't have seen otherwise. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of my job. Well, thank you again, listeners, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. That. And of course, they don't care. They want you to buy more product of whatever it is. But mm-hmm. I think it would be great. If at the bottom of every container that has a pump stick in it, mm. have it be raised and sloped and have like a little tip in the bottom of the bottle that all of the stuff falls into mm-hmm. and that the thing, the tube, reaches all the way to the bottom of that little pit and then you get everything. But because the, it's flat on the bottom and it's angled like this, uh, yeah. you're never going to get it. You're never going to get that last bit yeah. of hand soap. Exactly. Such a such an easily solved solution, but it costs more in plastic. Yes. And they'd have to change their entire manufacturing system to make that product look like that. Which they wouldn't do that. No. no, it's too much time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why, but I feel like, don't you think they're wasting soap by just having that little bit down there? Or is that just, does that not affect that company? Oh, I think they assume that people are going to get the soap out at some point. They don't. They don't you know care. They yeah. just like they'll, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. Everyone has had this issue. I feel like the people who work for soap companies now were once Would have children this out. Yeah. and grew up thinking, "I wish this could be fixed." And then they got into the soap business or whatever, the soap and, is. <laughs> and mm. they're like, "I'm not going to solve this problem. Yeah. It's too big of a problem." No. It's you know easy. what? Hand soap. I prefer the foam. The foam stuff. The foam stuff. I like the foam stuff more. We're bar soap. Well, I'm bar, a bar soap. See, person. I don't fuck with the bar soap. I think the bar <laughs> soap's nasty because everyone's poop hands it. touch the bar soap. But then it removes the stuff that it's touching. Soap cast coming at you. <laughs> yes. I like, to, I like to record the the beginning bits of conversation because Verge it, can use it, and but then also it's at the end. 
Yes. Yeah, so, so. you've been recording this the whole time. Uh, since the soap discussion, really, <laughs> it really started kicking off. <laughs>